three times the last. Part three of Geekstar. Welcome to episode 105, part three of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. I'm your host, Sean. <laughs> three, not once, not twice, but three times. I, well, because you know, it's funny. I was sitting there thinking, I'm like, here's part three. I'm thinking, okay, I did the hat. I always do the hat trick of fun. I'm like, I need to like change it up. And I'm sitting there going, you're once, twice, three times a podcast. You know, so I was just like, eh, all right, maybe that might work. Maybe. I don't know. You people let me know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, here, in part three, we give you nerd news. Yeah. You know? Um, and by the way, since I did mention in part two, that whole way more cameos things in the first episode, I briefly read it. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they just kind of, instead of having the ones that they were commercializing, mm-hmm. like, you know, like, oh, here's... Catwoman, or here's Penguin, Penguin. Right. here's Fish Mooney, who's pretty much created for the show, because yeah. it's supposed to be the rise of Penguin, so you need to have like kind of a storyline, so mm-hmm. you need a, but they mentioned that um, they're having a Renee Montoya, okay. the, um, i trying to think, who was the, the gangster from the Dark Knight trilogy? Oh, uh, Falco. Yeah, yeah, he's going to be in it. Yeah. So it was more like... Hey, all the ones that you've been seeing, there's more. Here's a bunch of others. Yeah, okay. So, like, it's not just going to be like, oh, well, there's Batman, little Batman, or little Catwoman. It's going to be like a crime drama, except just that Gotham looks like. Okay. Like, there'll be like a turf war between Fish Mooney and Carmine Falcone. Hmm. You know, and that during era, maybe the Penguin manipulates her into, right. you know, maybe he's not known as the Penguin. You know, you kind of get an origin story because she's Fish Mooney. Yeah. So maybe that there's like a, another, I don't think it'd be called Penguin in episode one. Yeah. You may have to earn that moniker. That's true. Yeah. You know? Yeah, okay. So we'll have to, we'll have to watch and see. Oh. Ooh. Anyway, back to the business at hand, folks. Here's nerd news. <laughs> That's all I got to say. <laughs> we'll see you at the end. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Geeksters Live on AquanetRadio.com iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. Just search Arc One at Radio on those apps. So, hey everybody, welcome back. Waka waka. And what do you got in the news, Ed? What do I got in the news? <laughs> do some nerd news here. Let's. Star Wars C3PO demanded two things from J.J. Abrams before signing his contract. Pants. And no, <laughs> a, a larger speaking part, and to stop working with that annoying fucking midget. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was close. No, was um, that any close? <laughs> no. <laughs> the two things were was Abrams was assuming that at this point, since he's getting up there in age, yeah. that he was just going to do the voice, like do okay, to computer animate the characters. Let's face it, technology is advanced to a point you can do a computer animated three PO, yeah. right? And he can do the voice. Yes. So he decided, no, I don't want to do that. I want to be a part of the film, other than just a speaking role. I want to All right. be in the full thing. <laughs> okay. So that was one of the demands, and 
that he has the suit made like he would have it redone. I mean, the outside's going to look exactly the same as the classic look we all know and love. Right. But the inside is more for, like, you know, fitting better for him. Form-fitting to him. him, right. And then, like, keeping him cool and all that kind of fun stuff. That kind of makes sense. Kind of makes sense, though, but I got to be what? honest. Every time I've seen an interview with him, he does come off like a pretentious prick. With Anthony Davis? Yeah. Yes. He always does. I mean, like, like to me, it sounds like I'm an actor. I deserve to be in front of the camera, not a voice on camera. Mm. And, and forgetting the fact that, you know what? You're beloved by your voice, not by you being in a suit. Yes. Like, it's your performance as a voice actor. Yeah. You know, you're playing a robot. It was whose arms were pretty much locked in a position. Yes. So all you could do was up down. Oh my! Oh oh! R two D two. Where are you? Kind of like <laughs> yeah. it was very wooden. <laughs> Scooby Doo, where are you? Right. It was it was a very wooden performance because yeah. he's restricted by yeah. motion. If they the, animate it. It's gonna it's right, gonna you, open it up a little bit. Right. More. And all you gotta do is just be the voice and. I'm willing to bet Abrams went fine, but I guarantee you it's going to be like, you know what? We need to ADR that. Well, the, the thing is, though, is is that a lot of a lot of what Abrams is doing for this film, he's going to a lot of practical effects instead yeah. of using the, you know, yeah, CGI. He's doing pra- and, right. You know, so that's I think that's, you know, like it's I a good thing. Right. But I also do think that it could also potentially be like Abrams is smart. Yeah. I think he'd be like, OK, you know what? Fine. We could do that. And then. Through the course of filming in post production, you know he's going. You know what? That's kind of like a stiff performance. Can I, can can we get you know you know here we are. Literally, yes. Can can we get three PO to kind of bend this way for this scene? Oh yeah, we can. We'll computer animate it. That's fine. We can take him out and computer. Animate. I think you're going to see some visual effects on certain things, so that way it looks better and it's not a guy so- in a suit. So post twenty sixteen, we're going to have an article where Anthony Daniels gets pissed off because it wasn't really him in the movie. Um, probably because he seems to be like he seems very like every article, every interview I've ever seen him in, he always seems to be very. It could be British, I would call it snooty mm-hmm. about his him being an actor and not a guy in a suit, <laughs> like you know, and and he he kind of wants to, almost feels like he wants to poo-poo the role of 3PO because in the beginning yeah. he was pigeonholed as 3PO and he couldn't find any decent working act after that job. Right. So, because he was always known as 3PO because of the voice. Right. So he was stereo typecast. Typecast, yeah. So now in the day where you can, all you got to do is sit in an air conditioning booth, talk into a microphone, go, oh, my stars and garters. Yeah. You know, and not have to worry about being stuck in a suit for twelve hours. Yeah, he still wants to be. No, no, it's about the craft. I want. I need. In order for me to channel three PO, I need to be in that suit. He could be in a voice box in a suit, channeling him as he animates the voice on the screen. Yeah, like, come on. I, I, you can motion capture and put him in like a rinky dink suit. Something that's yeah, going to... They, they could do that. Well, the, the, the best part about that is is that, you know, when we were watching that, I know... The I know that voice. voice. But a lot of times they're talking about timing with the with the what they call lip flapping. Right. Because when the cartoon's moving, they, that's what they're, they're watching it. And right. they're trying to time their voices as they're doing it. With 3PO, 
You don't need any of that. You don't man. need that. Yeah. You can just read lines like all day long and then just. That's have what I'm some saying. Guy... It's more just timing the movements. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I don't know. I think he's kind of being a little. I think he needs to feel as if he's part of something, forgetting that he's part of a bigger thing. It's like, to, I don't know. To me, it seems to be like, I need my 15 minutes of fame in a movie that gave me 15, like 30 years of fame. Yeah. You know? That when I go to conventions, because now I've seen him recently, he loves the fans and all that stuff. But back in the beginning, he fucking hated it, you know. Right. So I think that now he feels like feels like validated. Or well, I mean, you you, you got to figure it now. I know a lot of people do love the characters of C three PO and R two D. Sure. But you could say back in the, the late seventies when the movies come around, they were kind of pushed around a lot because everyone wanted to see Luke and Leia and Han, yeah. you know, type of thing. The extras characters like Chewie. And well, the- yeah, they were the Abbott Costello of the movie. Right. They were the comic relief when all this stuff was going on, maybe a one-liner here and there, but mm-hmm. they were designed as Lara on Hardy. Yeah. You know, or maybe I guess they think Lucas used Abbott Costello at one point. You know, it was definitely supposed to be the comic relief. That's why one's tall and skinny, one's short and fat. Right. Stan and Laurel, yeah. Oliver and Hardy. Stan, Laurel, and Oliver Hardy, yeah. Laurel and Hardy. Got a Laurel and Hardy handshake. <laughs> so, uh, nope. <laughs> Everybody out there knows it. Yeah. It's, it's one of those, like, Laurel and Hardy handshake to our new... Anyway, so what's going on? <laughs> so, yeah, so... <clears throat> All right, I mean... Good for him. I mean, he he's going to look get... for a slow walking prepio in uh, episode seven. Yeah, watch you go. Okay, I'd be like, okay, you know what? Put him in the suit, and he'll just yeah. We decide to animate everything else around you. Yeah, <laughs> everything else like you're going to be physically there, but you're going to be doing all your action in a green screen, and we're going to animate around you. <laughs> like every scene you are is going to be is going to be a digital character. <laughs> so you don't even get to stand on the same set with with uh, Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher. We're doing something new. I'm going to lens flare your your goldness. <laughs> so I need a clean plate. Yeah, like he's like they just put he's him in a closet. In, it's just going to be. They, they really they just put him in a closet. And he's just acting the line down the recording. Yeah, and, and it's like yeah, yeah, you're just the ship, you know. Like explain. yeah, we're going different. Like I know you saw a lot of practical stuff. That's for that's just that uh, that's basically a ruse because I am really fully in committed to the whole digital aspect. So this is great. I feel that this is nice. So we can get you in a room. We can we can do it. Act out all your all your three PO scenes, and we can map them into the actual you know film, which is going to be all digital. Though that practical um, you know Millennium Falcon, that's just for show. Yeah, I had these guys build it a day and a half just so I can go. Yeah, we're doing practical effects, but as soon as that fucker takes off. Computer animated. <laughs> so you yeah. see Anthony Daniels in a C-3PO suit in a sound room. Yeah. Go to the lobby. Yeah. Yeah, there's your suit for you. Yeah, here's your Enjoy. suit. Or he's, he, he acts against nothing, just against a green screen. And go, That's perfect. But he's doing the lines and all. Yeah. You know, like, no, no, what we'll do is we'll computer animate just your head. So that way we, we just mat a 3PO yeah, head. because when you wear that head, it's like... Right. You don't want that. So you we, know. we're going to make a nice tight form fitting. We'll have you your helmetless so that way you can breathe and be cool. And, you know, we'll just... Get the lines clearly. Right. So you can be heard as the actor that you are. Yeah. And then they're just they're just recording every line that he does, just recording and they're just going to put it over a computer. You know, like, <laughs> computer animated one. He's like... Wow, that technology is really good. I didn't remember doing that. 
Speaking of um, speaking of Star Star Wars Seven, yeah. Did you see the apparently Zack Snyder and J.J. Abrams are kind of having a fanboy war, really? Because apparently, um, if there's a video, fourteen second video of them going zooming into the Millennium Falcon, and underneath the Millennium Falcon is a tumbler oh, from right, the yeah. Dark Knights. I'm like, really? Because you know Zack Snyder did the whole. Um, Superman in the, with the, the Jedi, you know, the, the Sith, the 3PO on the, you know, like looking over onto the city, yeah. like he was Batman. I'm just going, is this really necessary? <laughs> Don't you guys have something better to do, like make two fucking movies? <laughs> make some films here. You yeah, like, gotta wait too fucking long for Like, them. this is the reason why both movies are coming out in fucking 2016. You know? <laughs> Stop dicking around by showing off the toys and get to work. <laughs> And yeah. apparently, um, I saw a thing where, um, what's his face? Uh, God damn, I was his, um, Spock from Star Trek. Zachary Quinto. Zachary Quinto is saying that um, in like six months, they're going to be starting Star Trek 3. Yeah, yeah. But he's not, Abrams isn't directing that. No. Because he's sucked into the world the of Star, Star Wars. Wars. right, yes. That actually was going to be a nerd news article a couple weeks ago, but it was preempted by Dragon Con. Oh, okay. So. All right. Anyway. Damn you, Dragon Con. And don't forget, this week, tomorrow, Monday, 8 o'clock, Gotham. That's right. Are we all uh, going to watch it so yeah. we can do a review? Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay, we'll watch it Thursday when I come over, hang out. Yeah. If not, I'll, we'll watch it individually on our own. You watch it, and then Friday mm-hmm. next week, we'll have a review on Gotham. Yes. Don't worry, this won't become like a whole little side thing. Right I'm just now. thinking like, just hey. Just one show. Just <laughs> one show, kind of feel like how you feel. And doesn't S.H.I.E.L.D. start too? No. Doesn't start this week? No. I think Sleepy Hollow starts this week. Okay. Artist, yes. All right. We just have to keep. There's an a eye. bunch of them coming out. Yeah, yeah it's the, it's that time of year. It's, it's that, that time, time of year. I finally get my Sleepy Hollow back. I'm so excited. Okay. Well, speaking of Star Wars, Star Wars Seven just added one thing that J.J. Abrams always needed: boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Close. More boobs in the film. Close. What? Close. Greg Gromberg is going oh, to join episode seven. Nice. He has been with Abram since the early nineties. They're, so they, they're, they're friends. They're best. They're best friends. They work together through pretty much every project I think Abrams has done or yes, has been involved he, in some way. He considered Greg Gromberg his kind of lucky penny. Yes, he, and I think the only thing he wasn't in Fringe was he did he do an episode no, of Fringe. He didn't do an episode. Of Fringe. See, and that's because he was busy doing Heroes. I think at the time. Yes. So it was one of those like, eh, but every time he could. Get in there. He was like, yeah. So okay, nice little cameo from Greg. I mean, it might pull you out of the movie unless he's like the cameo Nathan Philly had. Nathan Fillion had it in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, where it was just a voice. Yeah. So all right, okay. Well, no, he he, he it's he under just tight tweet, wraps. He, he tweet he tweeted that he's going to be in the movie, but he can say no more he's, because Abrams would definitely kill him if he did say what his involvement was. He's recalled. He's the 2016 version of Porkins. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Stay on target. Stay on target. They're coming in too fast. Stay on target. Ah! Loosen up. All right. All right. Well, uh, well, along those lines, Blade Runner 2 script is finished, is now in Harrison Ford's hands. Wow. Michael Green is done dusting off the Blade Runner 2 script now, and he passed it on to Harrison Ford to read and to look. So the first draft is done. So he's been working on a lot of projects, this Michael Green, but uh, that's what he's telling people now, though, is is that 
He's hmm. just waiting for. I am seriously interested in where this movie is going to go. Me too. I I just finally saw Blade Runner, and <sighs> I know. Shut up. Really? I have a lot of movies I haven't seen I, yet that are you. in my wait, queue. Hold wait, on wait, 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 wait. Where's the real question? What version of the movie did you see? That's right. Uh, BBC America version. No, I, I meant I meant there's no, no, the no. final cut, there's the original oh, cut, there's know. the extended the cut. cut. It's whatever cut was on TV. No, no, nowadays well, actually, they probably did. Technically, there's only two cuts now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, the final cut is the the same cut as the original cut. Yeah. That's what it's like. It just blew people's like. Okay, let me put it this way: You watched the whole thing, right? Yes. Did it allude to the fact that Harrison Ford was a replicant? With I don't think it the did. The dreaming of the unicorn and then having the unicorn that, that uh, uh, you know what I can't Edward remember. James almost doing the little origami uh, unicorn. You know what I can't remember. Uh, yeah. See that now, but I, I did like because I read. Um, then it's not the director's cut. I, re- I read the the original. Phil book. K. Dix uh, yeah. do, do, uh, do Android, Android dream, dream of, of, sheep. of yeah. electric sheep. Yeah. Yeah, and I I liked the book freaked the hell out of me but i still liked it and then when i saw the um you need to do heroin no why that's what phil kate but yeah i mean i i really liked the book and then uh when i saw the movie i you know i thoroughly enjoyed it so this i you know like you said i'd be interested in seeing at the wonders i've seen (laughs) time to die saddest moment ever in the entire movie yeah oh it killed me it did? Because he was such... Even though he was the bad guy... He was so charismatic. He was charismatic, and you felt pity for him. You felt bad for him, because all they wanted to do was to extend their lives. Like, any sentient being wants to do mm. is to try to do whatever they can to prolong their life and also meet their maker. We, as human beings, are in a constant search of God. Mm. So were they. All they wanted was just to kind of go... Why am I here? Why do we have such a short lifespan? Mm-hmm. When you have the ability to do so much more with us, why? Okay, yeah, those were the ones that kind of went off the reservation a little bit because mm-hmm. they, they kind of almost became sentient beings. They were kind of like, you know, and at the end where, it, in the end, really Harrison Ford is trying to kill them. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a fight for survival. Rutger Howard doesn't want to beat the shit out. He doesn't want to kill Harrison Ford, mm-hmm. but he has to in order to prolong his, his survival. Life, right. yeah. His He's life. Die. So you feel bad for him at the end. Where so the Blade Runner is the bad guy in the movie. Yeah, he yeah. is. From a certain point of view. It is. No, yeah. it's true. You know? Yeah. And so like you're kind of sitting there. It's like you kind of go, fuck, like leave him alone. Like, let him go. Let him give him a ship. Let him explore the galaxy. Mm-hmm. He has a finite lifespan. All he wants is to kind of find out why. Like, leave him alone. And then in that rain, and he's on the rooftop, and you're just like, oh, man. Like, your heart bleeds for him. At least it did for me. Like, it was felt like, God damn it, why? Harrison Ford, you leave him alone, you big bully. But then when it's alluded to the fact that in the, you know, in the original cut, that Harrison Ford himself was a replicant, kind of... It made you kind of like people. People were confused. Like, yeah, and I guess just didn't know it. He just wasn't aware of it. Like that's he was like the next evolution of. Oh, okay. Like I think that that's kind of how it went. They never really tell they you never, too much. They never, they never delve too much for into <clears throat> it, and it was never explained, and it never will be explained because 
at you got to figure when he was writing, yeah. they were writing this book. They were basing it off of Philip K. Dick, and he was a paranoid motherfucker. Like he mm-hmm. was like he thinks the machines were out he, to get him. Well, here's he, like literally. I you don't have a Blu-ray player yet, do you? No, not yet. Okay, so you need. Uh, I wonder, if, I, wonder if I have it on DVD. There's, I have two versions of. I have two box sets of the Blade Runner, mm-hmm. the 30th anniversary edition, and then a, I think it was a 25th anniversary edition mm-hmm. with five versions of the movie in it. Okay, you know, I don't know why because it's like it's five different versions of the movie. Because mm-hmm. one had. Um, the original version didn't have Harrison Ford narrating it. Okay. And then they had him narrating it. Okay. And, but there's this great fucking documentary on this set that kind of does the whole story of how they made it, mm-hmm. why these cuts, which one does Ridley Scott consider to be the, you know, the, the oh, final cool. cut. It's like they talk to everybody, Harrison, Rutger Hauer, mm-hmm. the whole Daryl Hannah. They talk to everybody about the making of this movie mm-hmm. and how it impacted and where the studio kind of, because it was a sleeper hit. It wasn't like a huge box yeah. office smash. Yeah. But it was mm-hmm. definitely, and they say like a lot of it came because at the time, studios were going to go. They were dictating, since we're putting up the money, we don't like this cut. You need to make this cut. You make this, because we need to do this. And that's where I was like, well, the plot's too confusing, so you need to go back and have Harrison do uh, some narration. Mm-hmm. And then Harrison, had, like you see Harrison going, I had no idea. I thought the movie was fine. There was... It wasn't confusing. I was more confused with the narration in it. I didn't know gotcha. what was going on. Gotcha. You know, so, but it was really, really, it's a really interesting watch. I think, I think the one I saw had the narration. Yeah, that because that's yeah. the one that was in the theaters. Yeah. You know. Mm. So, all right, what do we got? Uh, next is Teen Titans to finally get a live action pilot. Hmm. I I didn't even know that this was a thing. TNT is basing the DC Comics Teen Titans on the live TNT? Oh, okay, for Teen Titans. Uh, you yes. know what? Sorry, I in the corner of my eye, I'm reading uh, the uh, True Detective just found its first lead. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, um, recalled. What's his face? Uh, damn it. Um, I'm looking right at it and I don't see his name. Hmm. I don't know why. So, anyway, keep going. So, uh, uh, Akiva Goldman will be uh, writing the pilot with... Uh, it's Colin Ross. Farrell, by the way. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. To, uh, it's a band of... Of course, Nightwing will be the new leader of Teen Titans. Yeah. And, you know, of course, they're going to have Raven and Starfires, two of the characters that they're mentioning. And that's basically Teen Titans. If you It's a live-action Teen Titans show. Person. So there I, you go. I wonder if it's going to be more Young Justice or Teen Titans Go. Hmm. Well, I don't think it's going to be Teen Titans Go. Well, I mean, if they go with the, if they, yeah, but Teen Titans Go has that offbeat humor. Yeah. So you could actually kind of make it more of a, okay, look at it this way. With DC's kind of no jokes yeah. perspective on the films, yeah. if they're making it into a TV show, you can lighten it up a little bit, especially if they're going to say, like, well, the TV universe and the movie universe are never going to cross. So you can kind of lighten it up a little bit to get, and there's supposed to be teenagers. Teenagers shouldn't be that fucking angsty in the 21st century. You got to be easy. Yeah, you got a five and a half inch iPhone now. Not only that, but you're also best fucking friends with Bruce fucking Wayne. Like yeah. if you need, he, you know, you're going to be up to date with all the things tech. Yeah. And not some future tech as well. <laughs> so tech you've never even heard of. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. You kids. Stop bitching. Nah. Stay off drugs. Ooh, I almost sound like Bender there. 
yeah, you kind of did. Stop bitching. <laughs> I have to work on that. <laughs> All right. So what else? Uh, oh, uh, you want more? Yeah. But dude, Wait, keep going. Keep going. Hey, keep going. All right. The CW Arrow is bringing Captain Boomerang. Yes, I to saw Starling that. City. I gotta say, I'm okay with that. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I mean, I've never, to be honest with you, I never really heard of Captain Boomerang. Really? Other than when we saw him Arkham uh, in the Arkham, uh, the Attack on Arkham, Attack of Arkham, yes, which is the newest edition of their animated film. You know why? DVD. Yes. Probably because you're not a big Flash reader. No. That's why, because like Captain Cold, Captain Boomerang, Trickster, they've always been Flash oriented. Mm-hmm. They've been they're his rogues gallery. Yeah, uh, Mirror Man, I think it is, or Mirror, whatever the fuck his name is. So yeah, those guys are usually hanging around the world of Flash, and if you're not reading Flash, you don't know who that guy is. Exactly. So, so he's he is going to be on. Arrow also, this too, I think if memory serves me right, I think Captain Boomerang was responsible for the death of Tim Drake's father. Oh, oh. I think I go. Oh, um, oh. Damn it. Damn it, Jim. I'm, a, I'm gonna have to fucking Google I'm that a shit. Keepster, not a comic book aficionado. I just remember, um, I just remember Boomerang for some reason. So go ahead, go oh. ahead. What's your next article? I will uh, look it up. Oh, let's go with this one. <laughs> NASA has chosen two new spaceships that will take them <laughs> to the Americans. Take the Americans to the International Space Station. I'm sorry, what was that? NASA has chosen two new spaceships. Are they still in business? They are still in business, yes. Oh, wow. Barely, okay. but yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. So the uh, <clears throat> SpaceX uh, received a $2.6 billion contract. What? Well, how about you continue reading <laughs> so we all can go, what? <laughs> Boeing has received $4.2 million contract, while SpaceX has received a $2.6 billion contract to develop separate spacecrafts. Boeing is the CST-1000 capsule, and which will have to five people, will launch in on the Atlas V rocket, and the SpaceX Slick Dragon 2 capsule. That sounds sexy. That's I'm right. That. Uh, Give me on the Slick Dragon 2, bitches. I'm going to go down to Condom Kingdom. Which Excuse is me, updated. the Slick Dragon? Yeah. <laughs> that is an updated version of the craft already flying cargo into the space station. So basically, so basically you're hitching a ride on a glorified yeah. freight train. Well, that will ro- that will launch on a Falcon Nine rocket. Oh, and Falcon I- Nine! Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I know none of you, or most of you, I should say, I should say none of you. Most of you have no idea what I'm talking about. But I thought it was interesting enough because of the two point six billion and the four two point two billion month dollars that we're spending for these spacecrafts. I gotta be honest. I have no problem with that spending, Andy. You don't. Know, you know. Not a look, 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 look. If it's whatever amount of money is going to be put into that kind of research to get us off the fucking planet and explore the galaxy, I'm always for. Yes. Because it is, it to me, it is like investing in our education. The more we know about space, the, the more, more we know, the more you will be able to handle it, the more we're able to find. Because let's face it, this planet, everyone bitches about the whole. Like, oh, we have to watch about pollution. When I think it's the earth just growing. Mm -hmm. You need to be able to find a spot of land that you can, that's like earth. So you can kind of like be fruitful and multiply to 
go out into the world. Like, you, who knows? Maybe out there there's a cure for every illness we've ever had in history. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not. Out there could be our the thing that wipes us out of the face of the galaxy. No one is half the battle. Like, <laughs> right, exactly. Oh. Somebody's listening in just messaged me a very good quote that goes along to this. Yeah. Since in the long run, every planetary civilization will be endangered by impacts from space, every surviving civilization is op- obliged to become spacefaring, not because of exploratory or romantic zeal, but for the most practical reason imaginable, Sur- staying alive. Yeah, survival. If our long-term survival is at stake, we have a basic responsibility to our species to venture to other worlds. And that was Carl Sagan. All right. Thanks, is, Carl. Is, is he the one who sent it to us? Because that'd be a great trick. He did, <laughs> believe it or not. I thought he was dead. I, I, to me, like it's the idea, like if you live in a bad neighborhood, I, I no, I'm not. I'm not against. I'm not against space exploration at all. But you're, you're, you want. But the, he wants the money himself. He wants no. He wants <laughs> the um, the low rent version. Yes. He wants the cheap version. <laughs> He, he wants, wants the, the shot with I a want big Massa. He I want, want the Massa. But here's the Mexican. The Mexican NASA. That sounded so racist way more. Wow. I want to be on Massa. I saw it on South Park the other I Massa. I saw it on a rerun of right. South Park the other night. I'm laughing myself. Oh. Like See, we can we can get this. Yeah. I, I you know, like I said, I, you got to spend the money to make the money when it comes to space exploration, Ed. <laughs> there I, is no making money in space exploration. Well, not right now, but no, there, it, there's again, never making money when you're initially starting something. You have to invest the first money. First five years of okay. any business, you lose, you money. lose money. Okay, we've been doing this now for 50 plus years. But not consistently. How much money have we made? No, but look of all the uh, look at all the advances in technology we've made because of those things. The guys who walked on the now, this, now see now you're getting personalized because my uncle Uh-oh. was Uh-oh. involved in putting a man on the moon. He, he helped videotape the uh, yeah the okay yeah don't even get me started. He, he was see if my the if my uncle yeah. was fucking alive he'd be so livid right now. No, no, I'm just kidding. They you know? they actually did go up there. I know they did. <laughs> Trust me, it's it's not safe. When but anyway, we, when go we ahead. talk about when he used to talk about like putting a man on the moon, you know, it was. Like the whole, I think, like my dad's really like as a kid, you're like kind of like about UFOs and stuff. Yeah. So then my dad one time asked my uncle, like, "Hey, look, I gotta know, brother to brother, you know, we're family. Are we alone in the universe, or are we like, is there other things out there?" Air quotes. And my uncle was kind of smiling. He was like, "Look, all I could tell you is that it's mathematically impossible for us to be the only ones in existence in this galaxy." You know, and but but that to, that that is kind of saying yes. But the problem with you know, like the only way the I guess the globe can handle that is in small doses, because the moment someone comes down from outer space and goes, "Hey guys, we're here. We've been watching you. Boy, have you been fucking shit up." You know what? But we kind stop of, masturbating. We kind it's of, disgusting. We, After four hours of it, you gotta stop. You're just gonna pull it off. We kind of feel bad for you because it's like watch. It's like picking on the retarded kid. Yeah. You know. So we want to help you. Make sure you're not being bullied by the rest of the world, by the rest of the universe. So we're gonna help you 
build the moment no matter how friendly no matter how nice they could look like marvin the martian they could look like et they could look like martin from my my favorite martian (laughs) okay yeah it could look i mean you know it could be a vulcan for all you know but the idea is the moment that person acknowledges the fact that they're from off planet our redneck hillbilly nature is if we don't understand it we, we must kill it yeah. We're not ready for it. We either want to kill it or we want to fuck it. Right. Or we want to eat it. You know, it's, it's so it's like, why the fuck would anybody want to. Preferably in that order. Yeah. You don't, well, you can eat and then fuck it and then, you know, yeah, I guess, you know. By the way, I got a list. So I looked up what have we gotten from advances in space exploration. This is just a couple of them Velcro, Ed. LED lights for medical therapy, infrared ear thermometers, uh, ventricular assist device, artificial limbs, invisible braces, scratch-resistant lenses, those blankets that they put in um, first aid kits, they're called space blankets because they were developed for this. Aircraft anti-icing systems. Um, high wi- you don't want a plane cold, Dad. Uh, improved radial <laughs> tires, uh, chemical detection, video enhancing and analysis systems, fire-resistant reinforcement, temper foam. That memory foam stuff that came from that enriched mm. baby food, uh, cordless vacuums, freeze. Dry- Did you kill that fucking thing yet? Yeah. Thank God. Uh, water purification, solar cells, <laughs> structural analysis software, remote it's not alone in the universe. Remote. <laughs> well, it's dead now. Um, <laughs> remotely controlled ovens, mm. powdered lubricants, uh, improved mind safety. And hold on. Safety. Oh, hold the tech. Powdered lubricant. NASA developed a solid lubricant coating. PS300, which is deposited by thermal spraying to protect air foil air bearings. PS300 lowers friction, reduces emissions, and has been used by NASA in advanced aeropropulsion engines, uh, refrigeration compressors, turbochargers, and hybrid electrical turbo generators. When I'm constipated, just show a little up. Yeah, right. flies right out. Um, All right, so wait, I need, I need to step back. Your host was right, by the way. Captain Boomerang was killed in the Identity Crisis miniseries by Jack Drake, father of Tim Drake. Um, Digger had been sent by the real killer to attack Jack Drake. Only the killer double-crossed Digger and sent Drake a warning and a pistol to defend himself. The killer later defended his action by saying that Boomerang was hired because he was such an incompetent, such an incompetent that Jack would only need to pull the trigger and he would be safe. Uh, Digger managed to kill Drake but not before he was shot himself. There you go. So. Uh, all right. All right. Uh, so, anyway, yeah. Um, I just want to say, like, I kind of remember, I remember reading Identity Crisis. So, I'm like, I remember him supposed to kill Tim Drake's father. Mm-hmm. You know, that made, like, you know, that made the whole, like, circle is now complete with Robin being an orphan, Batman right. being an orphan, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, actually, Velcro was a Swiss invention from the 1940s, but Velcro has been used, was used during the Apollo mission to anchor equipment to astronauts for convenience in zero gravity situations. That's so right. Velcro actually came out before then. All right. So, uh, got anything else newsworthy, Ed? Um. Well, let's see. I want to. I wanted to. We're going to finish this up. Is this one last article? Is that yeah, sure. Doing? One last article. All right. This one is not on the paper. I just saw that. Uh oh. Oh, is this a Geekster's exclusive? It's not an exclusive. Did you check your facts? Make sure we're not. Probably lying? not. So uh, you know, yeah. this could be a lie, but I was excited, so I'm going to go. 
fuck it, I'm 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 posting. You're putting I'm, yourself out there. I'm going with it. Yeah. I'm finally. The Deadpool movie finally gets a green light. I saw that on a few outlets, so it, it, I'm thinking it, it, it's, it is it's actually true. happening. There is a catch. There is a catch. What's the catch? The catch is reportedly PG-13. Oh. I'm okay with that. Um, I like My sister, she was like freaking out. She's like, you know what? I'd rather have a PG-13 Deadpool movie than no Deadpool movie. Yeah. Especially if Ronald Reynolds is going to be attached to it. Mm-hmm. Um. Here's the thing. I'm like, you know what? They're smart enough. You could do, like, everyone loves that clip. That that clip that went around, the whole computer animated one with, with Ryan Reynolds doing the motion capture and stuff right. like that. You can film the movie as an R-rated movie. And then when you hand it to the MPAA, they'll tell you what cuts you need to make it down to, to make it down to a PG-13 movie. Right. Mm-hmm. Either this is too long or that's too short. You do alternate takes to kind of, and then that's your movie, your PG-13 movie. Everyone will go see it because it's a Deadpool movie. And people will be like, oh, fucking either sucks or it's great. I wish it was R-rated. You know what? The week after you know, it hits number one in the box office, you go, plans are already set to release the unrated version of the Blu-ray. Yeah. yeah. And where they put all that stuff back in and they can sit there and go, this is the movie we wanted to make, but the, 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 the studios wanted to make a PG-13 because it's a Marvel movie. Right. Here, this would be technically... Outside of Blade, one of the only R-rated Marvel movies in this new cinematic universe. And therefore, you would have your Deadpool loyalist going, fucking A-right, it better be R-rated now, I'm gonna, now I'm going to get it. Right. If they were smart about their marketing, and it's Disney, so why wouldn't they? Exactly. They're marketing genius eyes. Genius eyes. They know how to remove the money from your wallets. They sure do. Oh, yeah. They especially sure like do. I picked up Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Normally, um, because it's, it's now Disney owned, I had the Blu-ray 3D, Blu-ray, and digital copy. Uh-huh. Usually, it's Blu-ray 3D, Blu-ray, mm-hmm. DVD, digital, digital copy. copy. Yeah. So, to me, that's saying, but you can buy just a DVD version. You don't have to buy it. You know, like, I got the... the the Best Buy thing, so it was, mm-hmm. I think it was like, it was like 30 bucks, I think, maybe? 25, 30? 25. You know, so, but I'm like, usually, outside of Disney, most people would have the all the discs, but it mm-hmm. wasn't until recently that they started splitting it up, like, um, Oz the Great and Powerful. Mm-hmm. You can either get it as a, in, only as a 3D movie, mm-hmm. or only as a Blu-ray movie, or only as a DVD. But you can't buy all You can't buy, there's no diamond pack, we're all together. Because they realize, hey, look, when we do when we do that pack for like Lady and the Tramp or for when Cinderella comes, they were out. The, they were one of the first ones, one of the first studios to do that, the all inclusive pack, uh-huh. and that's why people were following the Disney format. Because at the time when that was being done, Blu-rays were still being they were still iffy, yeah, right, because people were just getting over the whole HD Blu-ray war, right. you know, type of thing. So mm-hmm. they didn't know which way to go. So when it went all Blu-ray, they were like, okay. We're going to sell you the Blu-ray. Eventually, you're going to get a Blu-ray pair. You know right. you want one, but we're going to throw in the DVD so that way your kids can watch it now. Yeah. And then eventually when you well, get a Blu-ray player, you're Or going I to- like to say, too, is so far as of right now, Blu-ray players are not standard in minivans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. DVDs are. So you can have the Blu-ray at home. Mm-hmm. You can have your DVDs in a carry case in the car. Mm-hmm. So that way when you're doing those long trips with the kids, you just slide a movie in. You don't. There's no conversion issues yeah. because you have both. And that was kind of like a, you know what? 
That's because we love you. Now it's, fuck you, now you want your money. Yeah. See, and the thing for me is, uh, you know, obviously right now I'm only buying DVDs because I have the DVD right. player. I haven't gotten to a Blu-ray player yet. Um, but if if there was a movie that I really wanted that came in three different formats and those three formats were not sold as a box set, well, guess what? I'm only buying one format. I don't need... I, there are a couple films that I have multiple copies of, right. but it's it's like you know you had the twenty fifth, um, the twenty fifth yeah. and the thirtieth. Like I would if, edition. If like, I could find the fortieth anniversary of Young Frankenstein, I would. Yeah, because it's the fortieth anniversary of Young Frankenstein, even yeah. though I already have it in a yeah. Mel Brooks pack. Like mm-hmm. I, I have Labyrinth as part of the twenty fifth anniversary collectible, right? And as part of a three DVD with Mirror Mask and um, uh, Dark Crystal. Right. So, you know, I have two copies. I'm going to keep two copies because, you know, the other one has two different movies and, you know, and then yeah. one has all those special, right. you know, special all features the and everything. Um, but, you know, and there's a few movies that I, I have like that, but on a regular basis, I'm not going to go out and buy three of the exact same movie at the same time. Like, right. No. Well, like I said, the thing is, like, usually... It comes it, like for the one price you got all three movies. It wasn't like oh, yeah. all, like you paid a little extra. It was like twenty bucks for yeah. for a three pack. Most of the time, I think now the standard is you get Blu-ray DVD for almost everything for twenty bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, twenty five at the most. Like some something like that. If it because you know I have some that came with the Blu-ray and the DVD, and I just hold on to the Blu-ray right. until I get a Blu-ray player. Um, you know those ones. Yeah, I'll buy. The combo pack, you know, especially if it's only a couple bucks more than like the regular DVD, because right. I am planning on getting a Blu-ray player at some time. I just don't know when. So, you know, those ones, yeah, I'll buy them. But if they're separate and they're, it's not available in a combo pack, no, right. fuck you. You get you. I buy it once. Yeah. I. Mm. Yeah. I, 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 so I mean, when I saw the news about the Deadpool movie, I was real jazzed about it. Mm. You know. And I'm okay if it's PG-13. I'm okay if it's R. I mean, there, there's no way they can pull off anything less than PG-13. Right. I think if done well enough. I mean, they get away with enough already. I mean, look at Wolverine. Yeah. You know, there was a couple beheadings, I think. You mm-hmm. actually got to see him. You actually got to see Wolverine melt from a nuclear explosion in the beginning of that movie. Yeah. So, I mean, you can get away with more now, I think, in PG-13, mm-hmm. as long as, you know... So far, the only rule is you're allowed one fuck, and that's it. Yeah. You know, other than that, I've never heard them restrict the word shit, you know, or God damn it. Right. Or, you know, oh, you freaking this or freaking that. Like, it's they, they find other suitable ways to kind of censor themselves. Right. But still be able to push the envelope as far as violence go. I was just saying, I mean, like, I, th- I think one of the main attributes or the two main attributes for Deadpool is the fact that he's, he, he talks to you. Yeah. You know, the breaking the fourth wall. But then he is also very sarcastic. Yeah. But you could still pull that off in a PG-13 yeah. movie. Yeah. And, and still be sarcastic, but not be nasty. And yeah. he's done it before. I mean, yeah. like, like, look at um, Van Wilder. Mm-hmm. Look at it on, like almost every movie that he's ever in where it re- what, woo, requires a comedic, sarcastic tone. He's your guy. He did it in Blade Three. Yeah, mm-hmm. he was the very kind of cocky, sort. You know, I wish I could be like him when I grow up. Mm. Very snarky. I like his snark. It's very, very malleable and very appealing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's great for the voice for Deadpool. I mean, so it was also great too that he motion captured all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, look, all right, he still wants to do it. Just, just do it now. Like you, it's time. You have the technology. You have the ability. 
you can get away with more in PG-13 movies than you could back when, you know, the first PG-13 movie, Raiders of uh, Temple of Doom, mm-hmm. you know, and then only came out from Spielberg going, well, did we do rip a hard eye. I wouldn't let my 13-year-old kid watch it. And it was like, we need, because this show, this movie's over the top and violence because you see a person's human heart get ripped out. What does the director think of that? Who's a father? He's like, well, I, I wouldn't let my 13-year-old watch it. You know, and then it was like, PG-13. Yeah. You know, that's how that's how it was yeah. born. So it was kind of like, all right. I remember sitting there watching going, this is just, like, to me, it felt like a PG movie. Yeah. Because it was, except for that one scene. And I'm like, yeah. what was the big deal? Like, yeah. I didn't see the problem. And I was not 13, but I was definitely like older teen. But it was just kind of like, I don't get it. But I, all right, whatever. Yeah. Like... And that kind of got that whole bowl rolling. And I think nowadays, you know, you shoot for the PG-13 movie is the movie everyone wants to be in because PG is too kid-like, R is too adult. And now PG-13 is like that perfect blend of, yeah. you know, maturity, but also yet childlike, you know, because we, mm. we don't say bad words, but we'll put a hole through your fucking head. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so it's, it's one of those, we'll talk about, dam- we'll talk about, you know, damnation and, you know, the annihilation of the human race, but we'll do it with not using potty language. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. So there you go, kids. All right, I'm so, looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. It should be, it, yeah, they're saying, what, 2016? Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. what would they say when? Uh, <laughs> good question. Let me see if I can pull this up real quick. Oh, I was only asking because I was kind of curious because 2016, you're going to have Batman, Superman, you're going to have uh, Captain America 3. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, I know the Deadpool movie is not going to fit in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Right. Because it's probably owned by... Is it owned by Marvel or is it owned by Fox? It is owned... Because they used him in the Wolverine Origins. 20th Century Fox. Fuck. That might be a problem. And it's scheduled for February 12, 2016. So, it's a month before Batman v Superman. Yes. And two months before Cap 3. So, oh, I don't know. Apparently, though, they bumped Fantastic Four, a movie that's already been done. It's already done filming. Yeah. They pushed that back to make room for Deadpool. Really? Yeah. Like, apparently, I guess Fantastic Four was supposed to be around that time, but they pushed it back to kind of like midsummer, late summer release because they want to have Deadpool out first. I think, I think, uh, I don't think it's going to do well. Um, Fantastic Four. I, it's one of those. I want to see it for the oddity factor. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I, you know, I was a big Fantastic Four fan, and uh, to see it now is the way it is. I just, it's just hard for me to. I know. I mean, like I said, I don't have any problem with multi, you know, diverse characters, but when you when you've gone so long with one way of seeing something, and then all of a sudden they want to change it. Because they want to spice it up or yeah, you know, like do something different. You're like, come on, like yeah, it, it does just, seem to be kind of like it. It is more for the whole um, controversy breeds viewership. Yeah, yeah. So it is kind of like, hey, you know, we're going to spice it up. We're going to do things differently. We, you know, we're going to freak you out, like you know, and and kind of we're going to get a buzz by offending some, titillating others. So, but as long as you're talking about it, that's all we care about. Yeah. So now everyone's going to want to see this movie. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll be happy if it's a successful film, you know, right. like type of thing, because it's like it'll be the first like successful film that they add in the whole Fantastic right. Four franchise. So that'd be great. 
But again, like I said, though, it's just like I just I got I grew up so long and reading them when I was a child, you know, and now you're going totally 180 on it. You're like, eh, all right, you know, like make a first and good it's, one. With it's not. And the thing yeah. is, yeah, it's not a it's not the whole because of. Uh, Johnny Storm being black, it's because they're making them young college students. students. Right? Like, yeah, there's no like the part of the charm of being them was like almost because they were mostly like a family. If they're yeah. going to be just some ragtag group group of kids who got into a, you might as well just make the Incredibles again. Exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's tough. I guess we'll just you know have to wait and see. Kind so of wait thing. and see and see how we'll see what happens. That's what's where we're going to look at and uh... we'll call, we leave it at that. Yeah. Just wait and see what happens next week when we geeksters. Next week on Geeksters, we'll have a, a review of Gotham. We'll have uh, the further adventures of Sean and Destiny, most likely. Well, <laughs> will he or won't he get his first exotic piece of gear? Ooh. Ooh. Uh, excuse Bless me. You. Thank you. There might be a few uh, extra surprises we don't know about yet. That's quite possible, too, because I think they're, they're, this week they're doing like the Queen's Gambit or something like that, where the Queen that you met and didn't yeah. really do much with, I think they're doing like quests for her bounties yeah. and stuff i'm like oh she was kind of sexy too i gotta be honest for like I'm, I'm even though i'm a robot i mean i'm a yeah i'm an xo i was like i'd tap that <laughs> <laughs> she was cute she was real sexy because she, she was kind of like oh, like real mean but sexy mm-hmm. very very femme fatalish nice no so anyway i am getting an electronic boner i have no idea why <laughs> All right, so if you want to talk, uh, if you want to, well, first, thanks for listening. Yes, thank you. We love you. Um, hopefully you'll tune in next week here live on AquanetRadio.com, iTunes Radio, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio. So search for Aquanet Radio on those apps. Well, usually between 6 and 9.30, most of the time. Most of the time. Sometimes a little before, sometimes a little after. It's always after. Well, We're rebels. Yeah. We, we stop talking when we want to. That's right. <laughs> Fuck the oh, this establishment. But keep us employed. Good morning, Geekstars! <laughs> <laughs> so listen to us live from 6 to whenever. Not on those stations. Ooh, yeah. stations. Yeah. Go to Facebook. Go to Geekstars. If you haven't already, like well, us. Actually, we changed it now. It's Geekstars Radio on Facebook. Oh, we changed it? What? I'll tell you why later. All right, that's news. So it's still showing up as Geeksters on my thing. Really? Yeah. All right. Well, anyway, I'm. I'm but you can follow us on Twitter at, at Geeksters or on Instagram at, at Geeksters Radio. Okay. All right. I'm. I'm curious now. I'm, I'm. I wish we could have. We could have told us this before we went on air. I forgot to tell you. <laughs> it was a whole thing. But now you so know. you have officially changed the name of the show without letting us know. Oh, I needed your permission. Well, it's not. I don't think it's the name of the show. It's just because we're still geeksters, but we're on radio, so we're adding the radio. Oh, okay. Sorry, trying to defend you, Ed. Not doing a very good job. I, I was just like, it's not. Way. It's not going to be. It's not. It's not going to work out for me. Let's just say it that way. No, and I just <laughs> and I don't want to do it right now on air. I'm going to get off the air and explain it to you. Then all right. So. If all you want right. to contact Sean on anything we've talked about, you can contact Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. If you want to contact Ed, you can contact him at Ed at WordsWithGeeks.com. Or you can contact Eric <laughs> at Eric at WordsWithGeeks.com. That's yeah. Eric with a K. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I forgot the dynamic there for a second. I'm still stunned by the change of name. 
You can't, you can't spring that kind of shit on him. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Damn it, I'll walk. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, so we'll guess we'll see you next week. Bye. And we're back, folks. Yes. We hope you found that informative and topical. <laughs> or at least enjoyable. Some, at least you got some laughs out of it. I know. I, I learned something in that episode. <laughs> what did you learn? I learned that we're now known as Geeksters Radio. <laughs> on Facebook, yes. Yes, on Facebook. I was like, what, what, what? <laughs> There's that moment you could actually hear the stunned silence in my voice. It made my pause. It was like, what? Huh? I'm confused. <laughs> So, yeah, so that's what happened, folks. At the end, if you noticed the whole train derailing, <laughs> fortunately, it was while the train was co- slowing down going into the station, so it just slipped off the track. It didn't, like, careen off and kill a school bus full of special needs kids. <laughs> you know? It, it was... What a picture. Well, I don't know. I mean, that's as horrific as you can get, I think. You, yes. know? you know? So I, what happened is, is that apparently Ed was doing a little research and a little, you know, figuring out stuff. And he kind of came across the idea of, hey, you know what? Let's try. Because people, a couple people have mentioned having a problem finding just Geeksters in Facebook. Yes. So he changed it to Geeksters Radio. You know, so if you type in Geeksters Radio, if you notice in episode one at the end, we mentioned Geeksters Radio and not Geeksters on Facebook. That's because it's now... You know, I just annoy myself by saying Geeksters Radio and Geeksters so many times. Right now, I'm, even I as a listener, I'd be like, F- I'm saying it and I don't want to listen to it. <laughs> all right, let's take a step back, folks. This is all you need to know. Go to Facebook. Uh-huh. Type in Geeksters Radio. Okay. Our fa- and you'll see our Facebook page. Click go. on the link. Bam! Our Facebook page. That way, you can go like that page. Right away. Which is... The ultimate goal of changing that name for easier accessibility to us for you. Yes. So, that being said, you can go to Facebook, type in Geeksters Radio, or you can go to Twitter at Geeksters, Mm -hmm. or Instagram at Geeksters Radio. Or you could all three and do follows there. Follows all there. In the meantime, I'm assuming you went to either wordswithgeeks.com or iTunes to download this particular episode. Yes. But if not, maybe you heard from a friend or maybe you're just randomly sitting in a car with a total stranger and you're listening to this in a, over a bonding moment. You're going, these guys are damn fucking good. How did you, why don't you hit me up on where you got it? Yes. Well, they don't have to even talk to you now because I just told you it's wordswithgeeks.com or iTunes. Or you can go to Facebook at Geeksters Radio and go to the About page and find all the places you could download our podcast. Right. And in the meantime, if you are just as annoyed with that whole Geeksters Radio, Geeksters Exchange that we just did, you can contact Ed at ed at wordsofgeeks.com to give him peace of your mind. <laughs> or if you sympathize with Sean and the whole thing, you can contact with Sean at wordsofgeeks.com. Or if you want to huddle in a corner on the sofa, rocking back and forth, going, Mommy, Daddy, don't fight. Mommy, Daddy, don't fight. You can contact Erica at Erica at wordswithgeeks.com. But be sure to catch us every Sunday night from 6 to 9 Eastern Time on AquanetRadio.com. Tune in, iHeartRadio, or iTunes Radio. And you can just search out Geeksters on those apps. There you go. And by the way, 
don't forget the K in Erica. That's right. The K stands for crying because we're hip. <laughs> what, what? <laughs> and on that note. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo.